0: All the technical busy work required to produce a podcast can be a struggle. Establishing trust with clients and increasing sales for your company with your own podcast is something you can do well. We interview the top podcasters in the industry to provide hacks and insights to help you start and scale your podcast. Welcome to the Smooth Podcast. Hello, everyone, welcome back to The Smooth Podcast. Today's guest is Anne-Therese Janari. She is a speaker, educator, and environmental activist. She is the co-founder of the ethical modeling agency Role Models Management, the online activist community The Collective, and the podcast Hey Change. Her podcast aims to inspire listeners to embrace curiosity and positivity, as well as promote an ethical and sustainable way of life. As a coach, she helps shift the narrative around climate conversations so that we can act from curiosity and courage instead of fear. And Therese, it is an honor to have you. I know Danny and I are very happy to have you. So, welcome to the Smooth Podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. First, Why did you choose to start a podcast, like having already your agency and having this online activist community? Why did you decide to start a podcast?
1: Well, first of all, actually, the podcast started kind of before all that. (laughs) Oh, really? um, Yeah. So it just came from this deeper wanting to continue having conversations. I kept meeting really inspiring people and having the most like life changing conversations. And you know, I kept thinking to myself, I wish I could share this with someone because this is you know more people need to hear about this. And it was people from you know sustainable activists to entrepreneurs to business owners, and they all had very cool ideas. And I just you know I like talking. And I thought, you know, I can talk live and start a podcast. And I listened to some podcasts and podcasts had been a big part of my own journey Mm
0: -hmm. and something
1: I would keep tuning into and finding inspiration and kind of got stay on my path and my own journey. So yeah, that is kind of was just like uh, this crazy idea I had. And I think I signed up to like a start a podcast in a hundred days challenge. And so I gave myself the challenge and I told myself at the end of this, I'm going to do a podcasting launch party in Soho, Manhattan. And so I made this big thing and a big vision. And I remember finding myself at this party with all my friends and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, I'm just promoting my own podcast, which is like literally just born out of my own computer. Um, But it was cool. And this ongoing journey since that, since four years ago now in May.
0: Well, that's very cool. But I I need to, just out of curiosity, I need to stop a little bit and know how that idea evolved in that 100-day challenge to launch a podcast. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Well, I started strategizing what kind of guests I wanted to have on there. You know, like how often would I release an episode? And I learned everything there was to learn about editing, or at least what I thought I needed to know to start and Mm -hmm. all the like details of, you know, the technical issues and stuff like that, the nitty gritty work and the frustrating journey that took me down because (laughs) you guys are podcasters. There's so much work that goes into editing and you learn from your mistakes. But, but yeah, I think for me having an idea, I, I'm a doer by nature. So if I have an idea, I'm like, you know, there's nothing to lose. I'm just going to go ahead and do this. And I needed to have a very audacious goal at the end of it, like being the the launch party, because I knew if I had a goal, like I would make it happen. But I actually remember the early days before it was even launched, I, I attended a really cool event for sustainability with H&M in Stockholm. And this the keynote speaker that opened the event, I'm like, oh, he's talking about the future and this is so cool. So I walked up to him and I'm like, I have a podcast, can I interview you? So like I started to really just reach out and, and onboard these cool people before I had nothing to show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So looking back, I, I, I was a little bit ballsy, but I'm grateful that I was.
0: And one thing that I, I can feel coming out of this is in that whole uncertainty of starting a podcast, because the three of us have been there, At some point, we've had to embrace imperfection a little bit because, I mean, we are perfectionists, but I think that one of the biggest lessons in life has been embracing imperfection and like patting ourselves on the back when something is not the best quality or something that we know it could be improved. But it's like, hey, don't worry, you'll do better next time, right?
1: Yeah, I relate so much to the imperfection part. I'm a perfectionist. So that was a scary challenge for me to kind of put something out into the world that I knew wasn't perfect. But you know, you reach a point where you're like, okay, you you can't keep editing this episode, like you spent hours on it already. Mm -hmm. And as you go about this, you can listen to it again. And then for the next episode, like, okay, now, now I'll learn how to do that better. Maybe I should think about this next time. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, there are times when people come to me now, and they're like, Oh, I listened to your first episode. I'm like, you mean the first episode four years ago and like, yeah, it was so good. And I'm like, it gets so nervous knowing that those still exist and that people actually do tune into them. (laughs) Like sometimes I'm like, should I just take them down? And I'm like, well, there's still value there. So I think my lesson in this is like, it's bigger than you and you have to kind of take yourself out of it. You know, people Mm -hmm. are not tuning in to find all the errors and to like, Oh, you missed this little editing right there. Like they're there to listen to your message and to the people talking and I think that's been a humbling journey for me to kind of just be like, okay, just step out of yourself, show up for the bigger mission and, you know, speak from your heart and whatever you put out, it's, it's good enough and you can always improve. So yeah, perfection though, it's, oh,
2: it's hard. <laughs> well, I'm actually a sound engineer. That's my profession. So I know what you mean, because now that, that I'm the host, I've always been like, behind the scenes and now that I'm the host when I'm editing the the episodes I need to send someone else in the team because I have this urge to re-record things like sometimes I I don't know I say a word that I think to myself is that's not the way you say that word I'll need to re-record that
1: I've been there too. And like, you know, I think all of us can say like English may not be the first language. I mean, at least not for me, I'm Swedish. So that was also a big hurdle to come come over. And and still, like I get risk speaking, you know, on on recorded, like being recorded and knowing that, you know, someone's gonna listen to this. Sometimes I just don't find the words, although I know the word. And it took me many people telling me like, well, you do speak a a second language. So like to start there, right? Like if you were recording this in Swedish, no one would understand what you were saying. So like, just just be yourself and don't worry too much about it. And if you make up phone word of it, like of some kind, that's fine. Like people still understand the bigger message. So yeah, but I totally relate with that. Like I've been wanting to re-record myself so many times, um, and I have done that sometimes too. <laughs> so I'm, I've been there.
2: Yeah, I love that phrase in Modern Family where Sofia Vergara says, "Like you don't know how intelligent I am in Spanish." <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I just start saying that. Like just listen to me in Spanish, you would know. <laughs>
0: yeah. And. What is the number way this podcast over four years, through the whole four years, has helped you and your business and your brand as an activist?
1: Honestly, I recently reflected on this because I now realize how much of the connections I now have in my life has come through my podcast And just in a very organic way, people finding my podcast somehow, you know, have reached out to me from listening to one of my interviews. So it's honestly, for me, it's just like a networking tool. It's a way to connect with people. And, you know, I'm always amazed by the, you know, the fact that people are listening and someone would send me an email like, oh, I heard your podcast or your podcast was listed, you know, on one of the sustainability podcasts to listen to. And so I love your work. And I'm like, wait, wait listen to me? It's just like you still think you exist in this vacuum. You put something out there, and no one's gonna to listen to it. But people do, apparently, and it's always you know super rewarding to know. And yeah, I think I owe a lot of just the connections that have come through and now like you know many of the models that we represented with the agency have come through like people finding my podcast and clients that we work with there and sometimes I've interviewed someone who became a client so it's just it's really like for me when I started the podcast it was actually the same time that I started putting together the idea of the of the agency as well and I had to kind of have the conversation with myself of you know, you need to prioritize. So whatever you're doing now, they need to make sense together because everything you're, you know, taking on is asking for a lot of time and commitment. So it was from early on, I knew that the podcast would be beneficial for my personal brand, but also for for my business.
2: Yeah. And, and like in regards of all the process that you did to have your podcast what's the biggest mistake that look, looking back you can say like oh my god I really screwed up in here and what was the lesson like the biggest lesson you learned from that
1: um I don't know if I have like a well, wow a really screwed up moment maybe some of my <laughs> listeners will have to tell me that <laughs> um but I would say that I mean I've tried to quit podcasting many times I need to be honest here I'm like this is it I'm done like I can't do this anymore I think too early, I was I was too committed. I'm like, I'm going to have one episode per week and I'm going to keep doing this. And it's just, it was too overwhelming and too much work. Also not monetizing it early enough where it felt rewarding. I would also say like in conversations with people, like, like fully being there and letting go of everything else and not focusing so much of like, what's the next question going to be? So like really tuning in and listening I think that's something that's evolved over time, but that was hard in the beginning because you want to make sure you ask the right questions and, and the follow-up. So you're almost like focusing more on yourself and your own questions over the person you're interviewing. So those are the few things. And one thing I've learned, maybe now that like this is kind of the, the tip I would give people, but I learned that you can record separate audio files on Zoom, which is game-changing. And For so, us too, don't worry. <laughs> For anyone who's starting a podcast or want to start a podcast, this is like the first thing I would make sure to like write down anywhere is, well, two things actually. Now I have a big mistake that I did once last year. One thing is to make sure that you save the audio file separately, which means if you are talking and the other person, you know, there's a screaming baby in the background, which is, you know, hashtag COVID, (laughs) you can edit that out. So it's not an issue that there's, you know, stuff happening on the other line. There are separate files, which is so helpful because if it's just one file, you can't edit that out. So it's just, everything is one. Secondly, don't forget to record. That did happen to me one time last year. And I'd been trying to get this guest on my podcast for so long. It's like the head of marketing at this bank. And afterwards, I'm like, shit, I didn't record this. <laughs> that was so upset with myself and I'm like what do I do now and obviously I had to tell him like you know it didn't record so can we do it again (laughs) so I would say that was a that's my biggest mistake I've done not recording the conversation
2: I love little white lies in there (laughs) like when when I don't record it's like you know what I was listening to the audio and it sounded weird I do want to re-record this because it's it's not gonna be usable.
1: <sighs> yeah, it's like white lies. But I'm like, do they see through this? I don't know. Yeah, but I <laughs> I get it. We hope we don't <laughs> Well now, now it's out in the air. So now you can't say that lie anymore. I'm sorry. People know about it. <laughs> yeah, I know.
2: Fortunately, I, I do have a reminder. And now that you have this message in Zoom saying that you're recording, it's mm-hmm. like you're it's recording. Very Very helpful, actually. Thank you, (laughs) Zim. And about early in this answer, when you were saying about not monetizing soon enough, what has been your experience with monetization? How, like, say, like, I think it's time to do this. And how are you doing that?
1: Um, Well, I thought to myself many times, I need to monetize this. I was just... I mean, also, I guess, because my podcast is about sustainability and changing the world. And so selling stuff didn't feel right. So I wanted to feel authentic. But then I brought on a co-host for my last season. And Robin is my co-host. She's amazing. And I told her, I'm like, I think we should monetize. Also, because I wanted to be able to pay her for being on the podcast. So I was actually bringing someone else in. And she's like, of course we need to. So she became like, she's in charge of that. I'm so grateful for her. But we actually just kind of made a list. Of brands that we wanted to uh, promote, so that we can actually kind of be like picky and choose. And she put together beautiful you know pitch deck of like here are the guests for the season here's some things we're going to talk about and then we sent it out to brands and we got a lot of people saying yes so it was cool because like they got to choose like i want to promote this episode about ocean plastics or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be so we found a way to do it our way it's not streamlined but at least you feel authentic putting stuff that we believe in and it's not just consumerism in general so yeah but it took me until this year and i've been doing it for over four years to actually find a way to monetize it but it's been a great experience yeah and I've learned a lot and, you know, it's, I think something too, if someone's tuning in and just starting a podcast and I mean, I think there's a lot of you know self-doubt and imposter syndrome of like, is this good enough? Is this worth, you know? paying money for and and again like it's not about creating the most beautiful show don't compare yourself to like the BBC podcast or you know all those amazing like they have a full-time editor sitting there like you know you know this uh Daniela because she used to say you come from this world I'm not that person and i do doing the best I can but like it's the message that people are paying for it's not the the editing quality or like how hype the show sounds like so I would say just like try it like I would say try monetizing earlier than Sooner than rather than later, because you will get run dry and not be able to continue because it takes a lot of time. So yeah, I would say dare to ask for money and find the people that you want to advertise in your podcast. Also, know that I think podcasting—correct me if I'm wrong—but like it's unlike on one of the top, you know, best way to promote a brand. So like they know that it's true value to be, yeah. you know, sponsoring a podcast episode. So know that too.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I know that podcasting is one of the best ways to, to not only promote a brand, but also create a company culture. And it, that, that part is amazing. And before we go, our last question for you is, drumroll please, what is the number one podcast hack? Because you already gave us one, the Zoom uh, recording different audio files, but what is the number one podcast hack or is something you think people really should know? when starting a podcast? This could be either a tip for a growing audience or ease operations, grow leads, finding sponsors. What do you think is like right now, one no brainer thing?
1: See, I knew about this question. And my answer was going to be about recording separate files, but I already gave that. So I need to give <laughs> something else. But I would say that's my number one, because it is game changing. It's such an easy thing to do. I would say like something that I've had to Teach myself, and this may not be the hack, but just kind of a mindset tool. Try having fun doing this. Create a ceremony around the editing part because it's what's going to drive you nuts if you don't. So I try to like do it. I actually love mornings, so I would sit outside now in the summertime with my computer cup of coffee and like okay I'm editing and like it feels like this magical time for myself and it's really fun when I do it that way what I usually do I start editing like a first draft and then I go for a walk and I listen to it and I take notes as I'm walking and then I if I have to go back to a second round of editing so you know don't over edit it before you listen to it but also give yourself a first round of editing and then listen to it because you you might be like oh this is crap because you haven't gone through the first editing phase first so it usually takes two to three rounds of editing in my opinion before it's like perfect but try creating a ceremony around the editing part so that it's actually fun and like having a system, I would say. So like maybe every Friday morning or whatever it is, that's when you edit your podcast and be ahead of your schedule so you're not like sitting there last minute. You know, the night before it's supposed to go live. I've been there and it's stressful.
2: I love yeah, it. Yeah, I think that that scheduling is the best thing ever. If you want to not stress through the process of having a podcast, you need to be super organized with your methods and how everything is developed and how you get to that point because yeah i think that applies to life like doing whatever you want but the the night before that's not the way to do it you're gonna get stressed
0: Mm -hmm. yeah and it's been amazing having you over everyone go check hey change this is anthony's podcast we will leave her details and all the links for you to listen and get involved with her agency and the online activist community in the description and thank you so much for coming over thank you so much for having me it's been a lot of fun one two three thanks for tuning in to the smooth podcast be sure to visit us at smoothpodcasting.com and follow us on social media for resources show notes and all you want to know about podcasting